Matt from the Man Cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching with your daily devotion for July the 21st. Hope you're having an excellent day. Hey, guys, we're going to be in the book of Matthew. And again, Matthew is what? He's a tax collector. During his time, he was hated. I mean, he was literally hated. They hate me because they ate me. That's funny, guys. Hey, today we're going to be in book of Matthew, chapter 19. We're starting in verse 16, and it reads like this. Now, a man came to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Jesus responds in verse 17, Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, obey the commandments. Which one the man required? Jesus replied, He said, Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony. Honor thy father and thy mother, and love thy neighbor as thyself. Listen to this guy's pompous response in verse 20. I love this. I've done it all. I'm perfect. I'm squeaky clean. Yeah, you are. Not. Okay, verse 20. All these I have kept from the youth. What do I still lack? Meaning this. Jesus is being kind. Guys, realize this. First off, Jesus is quoting the Ten Commandments, but he's not quoting the first five. He's quoting the last five, okay? Here's the thing. He's given the guy the benefit of the doubt. The guy doesn't understand what just took place, okay? And he's still being a little bit arrogant and pompous. I've done all these. What more do I need to do? Okay, are you kidding me? Okay, but listen. Jesus was being so gracious. The guy says good. Jesus reflects all glory back to the Father. He says, hey, there's none good but him. Okay, don't call me good, okay? If you want to worship someone, worship the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus, while in his life ministry down here, was always reflecting all glory back to Almighty God. Verse 20, he says, hey, I've done all these. He didn't. Listen, listen, listen. I know he said that. He hasn't kept all these. Are you kidding me? Give me a break. I'd like to get in this guy's face and say, hey, stop lying. You're in the man cave. Watch this. The whole time this is going on, there's a crowd. So this guy, he's just basking in the glory. Hey, uh, I've done all this from my youth. I've obeyed. I've done all these. Jesus hears them, okay? He's already given the benefit of the doubt, quoting the last five, but he says this. Hey, bud, you want to be perfect? Verse 21, sell everything you have give it all to the poor, then you'll be perfect. What just took place? God is going to now, and that's Jesus, okay, is going to reflect where his true heart is, okay? Because this guy was very wealthy, okay? Very prominent, okay? He liked the approval of man because that's why he's making a showcase out there with Jesus in front of all the people, okay? And yes, he may have in in his life been very moral, but I guarantee he wasn't perfect because Jesus up front gives us a clue to that when he calls Jesus good and he says there is none good. See, Jesus already knows what's about to take place in this story. And so before the story even unfolds, Jesus says, hey, you calling me good there is no good including you knock knock who's there oh i'm a fool you are okay you get me okay so now in 21 he says hey if you want to be perfect okay you want to play hardball here's the thing i gave you the pitch i gave you the underhanded pitch you could have taken it okay you could have gone with it and i would have i would have allowed you to live that but now because of your arrogance your pride i'm going to give you the fastball i'm going to give you the number one sell everything you have okay you will have riches in heaven give it to the poor where was his heart he was very rich. What did he Watch do? Just very carefully. Sell all you have. Okay? Give it to the poor. Follow me. Meaning this. Rely upon me daily. You don't need to rely on your riches, your approval, what other people think, your prominent, your position, all those things. I want you just to follow me daily and trust me daily for your daily provisions. I'll provide for you. He doesn't want to do it. People today don't want to do it either, folks. Listen very carefully. Okay? If you were to ask them to leave everything behind, 
Would they do it? Could they do it? The answer is a big fat N-O. Why? Because they follow the gods of the world. Let me ask you this. You're sitting there and you're lazy boy. You're in the man cave. We're hanging out. You got your 80 inch plasma. I mean 4K. It's nice, baby. Let's not say it's not. Okay. Uh, you're very blessed by almighty God. You get a knock on the door. Who's standing there? It's Jesus. Jesus says these words. I want you to leave all this everything you have. What I want you to do is this. I want you to sell everything you have and I'm going to come by here tomorrow and I want you to follow me. I wonder how many of us could pass that test. How many of us could relinquish our hands off our worldly goods, off our bank accounts, okay, off of our relationships, off of people's approval. How many of us could walk away from those things, from that life, and follow Christ alone? Watch this very carefully. I don't know of too many people that could pass that test because it's a very difficult test. It is a very hard test. To some of you, I think you're glad that he didn't knock on the door. I mean, I really am. You're like, I'm glad he didn't knock on my door because, man, I just put in a new pool with a barbecue. I got the Weber Genesis, Genesis Summit. Are you kidding me? I don't want that knock. And I understand that. But what God is saying this, do I have all your heart? See, the whole, the whole parable is this. Do I have your devotion? Do I have your heart? Have you sold out to me fully in this life? life. Do I have the first fruits of your paycheck? Meaning, are you a tither or are you? That, that's the first sign that there's problems, guys, when you're not tithing what you have coming in. Are you kidding me? Okay. You didn't even pass the initial test. As I've known people who wouldn't give it, but God took it. Listen, listen, listen. They wouldn't give it. What happened? A flood happened. A fire happened. Something else entered into their life. Okay. And God put them to the test. What was their attitude after God took it away? You have to realize that in the book of Job, Job was a very wealthy man during that time. He was highly respected. Okay. He had wealth. He had children. He had finances. He had everything that the world could offer and God could bless him with here on this earth. Okay. But God gave permission for Satan to wipe him out. Okay. Job says this, naked I came into my mother's womb. Naked I will return. The Lord gave. The Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Guys, I remember when I used to hear this parable early on, it made me cringe. I hated this story because I thought in the back of my mind, what if God requires this of me? Would I, would I stand? I mean, honestly, that's what I thought. I thought, well, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes he doesn't give us the option. And just, hey, he says, here, this is what I want you to do. And you can say, no. Sometimes he just takes it away, friends, okay? How would I stand? What would my attitude be like? Okay, would I still think of him the same way? Would he be Lord, Master, Savior, owner of my life? This parable kind of is like you standing in front of a mirror. It's going to show truly what's in your heart, okay? Most men fail miserably in this. Why? Because the world, okay, the system, okay, uh, the flesh, it has such a hold of them. Satan has a stronghold within their lives that it's idolatry. This world is their God, okay? People, they think, hey, they go like, they're like the guy in the story. <laughs> Please, I'm okay. I do real well. You know what I'm saying? I, I obey all the commandments. Here's the thing. You never want to come to God in arrogance because God will call you on the carpet. Okay? When you think you're so it, when you're so right with God. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The only reason I'm right with God is because of Jesus and because of the Holy Spirit. It's not because of Matt. Okay? You're not right with God because of who you are. You're right with God because of 
God, okay? And so when we get a chip on our shoulder or we're haughty, we're prideful, okay? God brings it, okay? And as he brings it, here's the thing. You're left with the aftermath. You're left with a picture of what you really are on the inside, your attitude. Is it dark or is it light? Is it true what you believe and what you say? Or here's the thing. Have you been living a false life as he shoved it away from you? Guys, this story, this parable that Jesus is telling is not to defeat us. It's to show us where we are. It's a self-examination as you hear the words, as you read the story in chapter 19 of Matthew. Okay, starting in verse 16. Here's the thing. It's, you know how you feel as you hear the story. If God wiped you out, would you be okay? Knowing this, follow me. I'll take care of you. Oh, it won't be in the same manner. No. Are you okay? Can you move forward? Can you still trust God? Can you say, though he slay me, I'm still going to follow the Lord? I mean, that's the attitude to have. And we can read all this stuff, and we can go Sunday morning to church, okay? And we can say all the right things. But what is in the inward part of who you are, okay? This parable reveals that truth. If that moment was to come into your life, how would you do? How would you stand? And here's the thing. If you already know from me just asking that question, Matt, I wouldn't do real good. Go to God. Trust God. It's His decision whether that ever enters your life. It's not your decision. You're not going to do anything to stop what God's going to bring in your life. But what you can finally do is surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I've learned this. If I will surrender now, and He knows I've surrendered all, okay? There's no need for him to test me in that area. He already knows my heart. You understand? It's the person who hasn't surrendered oftentimes that God has to wipe them out to get them in right relationship. Friends, what this man in the story forgot to realize is this. He was just a steward. Everything belonged to God. God is basically saying, hey, the stuff you own, that's mine. I want you to give it away. What do you get from selling my stuff? I want you to give to the poor, which are mine, okay? Then I want you to follow me, and I'm going to take care of you, and I'm going to teach you the greater lessons in life about what really matters. Do you see where I'm going? We're just stewards. That's all we are, okay? But some of us think the house, because it's my name's on the deed, it's mine. The car, you know, the bank account, my portfolio, uh, all the things in my house, that's all mine. I mean, you know, I work for it. Really? Really? You know, I say, did you do that with God's breath or your breath? Did you do that with the heartbeat he gave you? Or did you come up with a mechanical? See, see what I'm saying? Your whole life has been given to you from Almighty God. It's all His, okay? All God really wants you to do is this. Finally surrender and open up your hands and say, It's yours, Lord. You're Lord of my life. You're Master of my life. See, you'll never open your hands to God. And you'll never see yourself as the steward, okay? When you haven't sold out to God. You'll always see yourself as the owner of the stuff. You're not the owner of the stuff. You're not taking it with you to heaven. Are you kidding me? But I love the fact that God can get it back to you once He takes it away. One of the things I just love about the story that skipped over is this. And I, this is my last point. If that guy would have done what Jesus said and sold everything he had, gave it to the poor, started following him, do you want to know something? God would have loaded him up. God's not going to be indebted to anybody. He's not going to allow him to have that type of lifestyle that he gave him in the first place, okay? Take it away and for him not to add it back unto him. I, I mean, it's just not going to have him because here's the thing. If he was able to do that in the first place, it would have shown that he is in right relationship with God, that he is just a steward of the things that God has blessed him with, okay? He can handle those blessings. God would have just spoken a word here on earth or in heaven and it would have established him for the rest of his life. He would have had 10 times, a thousand times more than he had originally. What you don't see in the story is the end of the story. 
He walks away. He doesn't follow Jesus. He's bitter. He's been trying to follow God, okay? But we can't follow God in and of our own strength. So what's not written in the story? What normally takes place? God takes it. See, God will take your stuff. I mean, God will absolutely take that which belongs to you to get you in right relationship because if that stuff has a, that much of a hold on you, it's idolatry, okay? It, it, idolatry is likened unto what? Witchcraft. When we know God hates witchcraft. He hates deception. He hates liars. He hates deceivers. They're all of what? Satan, the father of lies who came to steal, kill, and destroy, okay? But when he has all of you and he has your heart and you can handle the blessings, he doesn't mind giving you the blessings. But when you try to get them in the wrong way or you try to safeguard them or you try to hold on to them and keep God from it. You really think you can keep God from getting your stuff, getting into your bank account? Are you kidding me? He will flat knock you out on your back. He'll take your health. He'll take everything away from you. Why? Because he's more interested in you as a person than what he can give you or what he can take away from you. He could care less about materialism. Why? Because it's junk to him. Paul said this, I consider my past life and all that I had rubbish. It's garbage compared to having a relationship with Jesus Christ fully knowing God, meaning God imparting himself to us and us living that life through the Spirit of God. Guys, God can bless you like that. We know the story of Joseph. One day he's in jail, the next day he's second commander of all of Egypt, okay? Always more interested in you as a child of his, okay? molding you, sanding you, sifting you, preparing you, sanctifying you, getting you to where you need to be. Guys, I hope this story helped you, and I know it's a hard one, baby. I know. Here's the thing. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and had the t-shirt taken away. Ah! Well, blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be his name. God's always good. Hey, this is Matt from the Man Cave.